The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. Hi, Boomos. Welcome back to another episode of Being Boomo. Today, I have a very special guest who is near and dear to my heart because she has personally helped me out during my pregnancy and post-pregnancy. Her name is Danielle Spangler. She is the founder of Core Mom Fitness, and she is a pre- and postnatal fitness specialist. She has a boutique gym in Redondo Beach, California. She has been in the fitness industry, privately training clients and mentoring other fitness professionals for around 20 years. She has received her master's of science in exercise physiology with an emphasis in pre and postnatal fitness. She's also a mother of three. I mean, this woman's really busy. She understands the physical challenges women face during pregnancy and childbirth and recovery on a both professional and personal level. She personally has guided me and kept me in really great shape and kept me very strong during my pregnancy and also postpartum as well with my recovery process. She has a really unique approach on postnatal fitness that has gotten so many women back into great shape and feeling stronger than ever before. We talk about all things that doctors never really tell you after giving birth that women should be aware of that can cause significant damage in the long run. So here's our conversation. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing good. I mean, it's so good to see you. I think I'm trying to think the last time I saw you. Gosh, it was right after you had your little one, your second baby, right after I had Colette and Mm -hmm. I was trying to get back into shape. I was struggling and you got me back into shape. So thank thank you. you. So (laughs) we I'm going to jump right into it today because for those of you that don't know, Danielle has been my personal trainer throughout my pregnancy, through my postpartum period, and I'm just a huge believer in what she has to say and how she really views the woman woman's body, especially during uh, while she's pregnant and post because so many changes happen. So I'm going to let you kind of tell us, we have a lot of women that are expecting on this podcast Mm -hmm. that are listening in. And the number one question that I always get is, is it safe to work out while you're pregnant? Mm -hmm. What's your answer and thoughts on that? Great. Well, thank you for having me. And I love this topic. As you know, it's been my lifelong work. Um, And that is always the number one question about pregnancy and exercise. And my answer is long as you don't have any contraindicated issues, like um, there could be a variety of reasons, like any prior medical history that might be a red flag with hypertension or diabetes, um, any respiratory issues, et cetera. That can be considered contraindicated, although on the other hand, sometimes exercise can assist you with some of those uh, pre-existing conditions. So like we know that women with diabetes should be exercising, 
to help control their weight and help them have a healthy pregnancy. So women with diabetes tend to have larger babies or they are more prone to gestational diabetes. So we do know that exercise is amazing for that, but needs to be done very cautiously. Also, if you are, you're considered high risk if you're in an advanced maternal age, which is over 35, which I can't believe because that's so young. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. I had no idea. Yep. You're considered advanced maternal age at 35 or older. Also, if you're carrying multiples like twins or triplets, Mm. you're definitely considered higher risk. If you had any issues in a prior pregnancy, that might be a red flag as well. Like, you know, maybe you had your baby prematurely or whatnot. So these are things that we look for when I do my initial intake or assessment on clients. And also, of course, I take in consideration, have you exercised prior to pregnancy? But yes, exercise has so many benefits during pregnancy. It helps with any of your pregnancy-induced symptoms like your nausea, your fatigue. It helps with sciatic pain or any kind of pain that you have in your body related to the pregnancy. So I always say, when in doubt, and this is actually now recently was announced by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, that unless it's a very serious issue, you should be exercising during your pregnancy. That's great because for a long time, people were believing that it was not okay and it was unsafe. So it's great that people have realized that it's actually healthy if a pregnant woman is exercising. Because another thing that you preach about is healthy moms have healthy babies, right? Can Mm -hmm. you go into that philosophy and why that is kind of like your motto? I think that stronger moms, women that exercise regularly, obviously it's helping them with their mental health as well. So not just physically feeling better and more self-confident, but they also, it's going to help them with postpartum or even maternal depression while they're pregnant. It elevates your mood. It elevates your being. So it's really important in my opinion to exercise because you are You're also a role model to your little one. Even if they cannot understand what you're doing, they understand that you're taking care of yourself. And I think that as moms, that is huge. We have to be a great role model to our little ones from the second they're born. And I always say that it's even before the second that they're born, because it's almost like you have to get into the habit of it before they come. Because if you don't prioritize it before they come, then it's very less like unlikely that all of a sudden now that you're way busier that you're going to prioritize it right so it's almost like you have to practice it before it actually happens and so for me personally I I was doing like what a weekly session with you while I was pregnant or maybe it was twice a week Mm -hmm. but I prioritize that like we're all busy, but I put that on my schedule and I know I knew that every single week I was going to see you. And that was kind of a gift to myself and for me to be able to be happy and to feel healthy and to take care of myself. And honestly, after I worked out, I just felt like a hundred times better, like my mood beyond just like physically, but it's my mood. And Mm -hmm. so it allows me to just have a better mental outlook on kind of everything, right? I agree. And you have to fill your bucket before, as a mom, you're taking care of so many other people. If you don't prioritize your health and you don't take care of yourself, you have nothing in your bucket left to give everybody else. 
Well, hello. I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. So your emphasis is in pre and postnatal fitness. Let's start, let's start with prenatal fitness. How is that different than just regular fitness? Like what is the biggest change that you see in Mm -hmm. how someone works out as they are pregnant? Absolutely. So as we know, the body goes through some crazy changes during pregnancy. Your hormones are going crazy. You're releasing hormones in your body that you normally wouldn't have to contend with, like relaxin, which gives you hypermobility. You have so many things happening with your posture as your pregnancy grows and develops, your posture changes. So all of a sudden you're having aches and pains that you might normally not have. And you have to adjust to this whole new body. So the emphasis that I focus on with my pregnant clients is learning how to breathe. I don't know if you remember that diaphragmatic breathing. Mm -hmm. So there's a specific way that you breathe that actually engages your pelvic floor and your core muscle. So there's a way to breathe when you are exercising and it's more important than ever when you're pregnant. And also focusing on learning how to activate those pelvic floor muscles as well as completely knowing how to release and relax them. Because the pelvic floor muscles, I have my little model here <laughs> left over from how <laughs> left over from Halloween but I have actually <laughs> I have a pelvis uh, that's larger than this so you can see the muscles but if you look at see it looks like a little bowl there's 11 muscles that are kind of interlaced down there in the pelvis floor and they basically hold up all your organs so there's a lot going on without being pregnant then you add the added weight of being pregnant on top of these little muscles that are holding you up like a sling and if you're not learning how to really activate them and also stretch them and relax them then you're not really preparing yourself for what's to come with that expansion and contraction when you're giving birth and you're recovering and i have to say that So with my first, Chloe, I did not work out with you. I just did like kind of my own thing. I worked out when I wanted to. But with Colette, I did work out with you. And I literally pushed out Colette in, I think, three minutes. It was so insane. And I was able to activate my core, which is a huge thing, right? And -hmm. also knowing how to use your pelvic muscles, as you would say. Because that is all like you are preparing the woman to ultimately be strong on the day that she's going to give birth, right? Yes. Yes. So is that, would you say that's the biggest difference is like regular fitness, you're just trying to get fit and be healthy, but with prenatal fitness, you're really trying to prepare for the big day. It's almost like the wedding day, right? Um, Yeah. Exactly. It's like preparing for a marathon. You have to look at it as more of 
a almost like a rehab, like physical therapy. You're doing some prep work for not just the delivery, but the recovery process. And again, your goal is also to have a healthy pregnancy. And women who tend to exercise, like I said, not only have the mental health benefits, but they have less aches and pains. One like, like little fun fact is you may, women may experience morning sickness, some more severely than others in their first or second trimesters. And you know that exercise is a huge remedy for that. And the reason you have morning sickness is because when you release the hormone progesterone, it slows down your digestion. So how do you speed up digestion so you're not nauseous? You eat more frequently and you exercise and that stimulates your circulation. Get out. That's really the reason why people have morning sickness? Yes. Oh my gosh, I had yes. no idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's it's like there's so many things going on. Pregnancy affects every single system in your body. So again, you're not only navigating this healthy pregnancy, but you're helping yourself have a hopefully easier delivery. And then hopefully you're recovering a lot faster than someone who may not have been exercising properly during their pregnancy. Mm, that absolutely makes sense. And for me, I remember having these horrible, horrible back pains, which is quite common yeah. in mm-hmm. pregnancy. I think it was it was like the bottom of the spine, is it? I forgot what it was that your, was called. Yes, it was your SI joint. You yeah. were having some significant issues with the cartilage because again, it, it's a lot of uh, soft tissue around this cartilage that you're dealing with, especially in your tailbone area. Mm. And for women, especially, it's very easy for it to become even slightly dislocated during, um, even during your first birth and not know it. And then it comes and it, it shows its ugly head while you're pregnant again, and you start having pain. Um, it could just be that there's a lot more pressure on that area when the pregnancy grows. So there's a variety of reasons. And it does exercise and stretching properly does help a lot. Sometimes it may not diminish the symptoms altogether. But we call this kind of an umbrella term called pelvic floor dysfunction. And it could be a whole bunch of different kind of conditions that you have physically related to having tight pelvic floor muscles or weak pelvic floor muscles. I see. Yeah, I totally believe that because now, not that it bothers me at all, but there are certain positions when I'm like laying down or like on my side, I could still kind of feel it. I mean, it's nothing extreme because it doesn't bother me, but I'm very sensitive with my body. So I could kind of feel like that same type of pressure, but obviously not the same uh, as when I was pregnant. But yeah, you have to take care of your body as it's changing because these things can affect the body even postnatal, right? And long-term. So let's talk about postnatal fitness because I know that's something that you focus on as well. What Mm -hmm. is your, again, from prenatal now to postnatal, now what is Mm -hmm. the goal with postnatal? Is it to get the woman back into shape as a lot of women? I think a lot of first time women, they have unrealistic expectations, including myself. Yeah, I remember being like, I'm going to lose all my weight within the first three months. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, And that's also like a very unrealistic, unhealthy goal to have for yourself. But Mm -hmm. what would you say the number one goal with your postnatal fitness program be? 
rehabilitation. Um, it's so important for us to understand that when we've had the baby, we need to treat our bodies very cautiously, especially the first three months when we're going through the fourth trimester. We talk about the fourth trimester with babies and sleeping, but we're not talking about enough what the woman is going through in her rehabilitation process. Because losing weight, like you said, it's we have all these unrealistic expectations. Your body is in overdrive. It's a machine. It's trying to produce milk. It's trying to adjust. You just had a baby, so you're rehabilitating from having a baby. I, um, I compare birth to any other surgery. If you had your shoulder surgery, what would happen? You would go through physical therapy gently before you resumed activity that you did before your shoulder surgery. And pregnancy is no different. So when you're postpartum and you, you're rehabilitating from having the baby, the goal is not just weight loss. I mean, that will come as time goes on, but it's about, again, getting your body strong to where it was prior to pregnancy. And if you exercise throughout your pregnancy, you're going to recover faster. But again, like I was mentioning, one of the first things I think women see is their bellies because there's mm -hmm. a lot of loose, loose skin. They've just given birth. And it's the first place that they come to me and they're like, okay, let's work on the belly. But you have to be very careful because there's connective tissue. There's a ligament that runs down the abdomen. And you know that it's 99% of all women that are pregnant have a degree of diastasis recti, which is the separation of the abdominals due to that connective tissue spreading open to accommodate the pregnancy. But that tissue is still compromised for a good three to six months after you've had your baby, especially if you're still breastfeeding. So you have to be really careful using those abdominal muscles. Things like crunches and planking and very extreme abdominal exercises are definitely not recommended because you can actually make that tear worse and you can create more pelvic floor dysfunction for yourself. I'm just being really mindful. Yeah. yeah, I remember you telling me about this when I was pregnant. And if I didn't hear this with you, then I would be doing my usual crunches and my planks and my extreme ab, ab workouts whether it be postnatal mm -hmm. or prenatal, just because that is not common information that many people talk about. And right. something that I did notice, a lot of pregnant women after they have given birth, they complain a lot about their belly looking wider, right? And it's mm -hmm. not necessarily fat. It's not, you know, loose skin. It just looks wider, right? Yes. And yes. one of my girlfriends actually was pointing that out to me. And because I learned from you, I was like, oh, it might be like connect your tissue might have ripped, right? I forgot the word because well, what is the word again? So the, the connective tissue is called the linea alba and yes. the issue, the issue is called diastasis recti, DR. Yeah, DR. So, so she actually went to her doctor to get it checked up. And of course, like it did rip. And so it wasn't mm -hmm. because she gained weight. It was because her connective tissue just ripped during the process. And she looked into it and so many women actually have DR, as you said, but they yes. don't know that they have it. They just think that yes. their body has changed because of pregnancy, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? Like if you're a bit more careful right. with the type of workouts that you do. So there are Agreed. things that you have taught me that I couldn't do that I usually would do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And it's important. It's it's interesting. And I think I told you this before, but in other 
uh, countries, especially Western European countries, they supply women with physical therapy or pelvic floor physiotherapy within 30 to 60 days of having their baby because they recognize that so much trauma has happened internally and that women need to get checked out because you can only see so much externally. And the doctors are not necessarily all trained in this. So the OBGYNs aren't necessarily screening for any kind of dysfunction. When they give you your six-week checkup, they're just looking to make sure everything is healed and there's no visible bleeding. Mm. But they're not necessarily looking for what we call pelvic floor prolapse, which can cause incontinence and can also be very dangerous because your organs are basically falling. They're not looking necessarily for diastasis recti unless you go to them and you're saying, hey, I can tell that my, my abdomen is coning every time I get up or I have a little tenderness. So they're not necessarily looking for these things. And it's really important for us to identify them. And that is why going to a pelvic floor physical therapist after having a baby is a really important thing. There are PTs around that specialize in women's health and also looking for somebody or an exercise program that's specific for pre and postnatal so that you're not jumping back into some crazy soul cycle class before you're ready and doing more damage than you're, you know, than, than you should be. Yeah. I love that you bring up different cultures because I feel like, and I could say this cause I am an American, but I feel like America is probably one of the only places that don't have a specific program for mm-hmm. postnatal women, right? Like even in the Agreed. Asian culture, they have this really hardcore confinement that a lot of women have to go through. But then here we have the image of like super mom, like literally giving yeah. birth and the next day working out and like back at their job. And do, and we almost idolize the type of women, which I think is yes. quite unhealthy as a culture because we should celebrate women to rest, to recover and be okay not to do it all, right? And I also Mm -hmm. find it interesting that here, the baby literally has to get checked up almost every single week and there is no checkup for the moms, right? That's such a good point. Such a good point. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so true. We are, and as we should be, obviously we're focused on the baby's health, but, you know, think about all that you went through giving birth. I mean, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a very, I mean, it's a lot more violent than people kind of recognize and it, and what you do or don't do right after you've had the baby can affect you for the rest of your life. So I think about people, my mother's age, for example, and no one, you know, people are embarrassed probably to talk about incontinence, leaking, maybe pelvic Mm. pain, maybe they weren't able to enjoy sex afterwards because they hurt and they were embarrassed to talk about it. So these are the conversations we're trying to bring out into the open that no woman should be in pain. No woman should have leaking. No woman should go through any of these issues because it's it's connective tissue. It's soft tissue. It's about building and strengthening the tissue and it's we can prevent and we can treat all these muscular issues. That's the beauty. That's the good news. That's yeah. yeah. And I, I love that you bring awareness to that because, you know, I, I feel like there's not enough people talking about that. And yeah, like I think our parents' culture, they just kind of live with it and they're like, this is the norm, this is what it is. Um, and then also, you know, for our generation, it's more of like, okay, what can we do about it? Right. And you have like, yep, we have to take care of ourselves. 
at the end of the day, happy mom, happy family, happy baby, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we have to get, we have to take care of ourselves so that we can be, we're the, the powerhouse to the whole system. Usually if mom goes down, nothing happens. Yeah. So it's really important for the mom to notice, don't be a martyr. Don't live with pain. Don't live with discomfort. Don't be unhappy in your body. Take care of you because that is going to empower you to become a better mom and a better partner. So I'm a huge advocate in self-care. And I think like our, you said, our parents' generation, they sort of blew things off and they were martyrs. They're like, oh, I'll suffer for my child. But our yeah. generation's like, I don't think so. <laughs> I love I'm my child. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it is, it is fun to be able to advocate for women. It's important. We all need to be you know, just a source, a resource for women in anything that we do to help women become more, more empowered, more aware and support one another. And I created my program, you know, when I do my group classes, because I thought it was more like therapy as well, because moms can come, they can bring their babies so they don't have to find childcare. And I'm even doing it now in COVID times, but outside and social distance, because women are craving that support, that network, that community. They want to be around each other. They want to know that they can vent about certain things and other women are going to relate just like a supplement to mommy and me. And then they're going to get safe and effective exercises to help them rehab faster. Yeah, that's what I loved about going to your classes because there are just so many women coming through with their kids, with child in hand, you know, coming right yeah. off their work, picking up their kid and like you just let the kid kind of roam around so mom can get their workout in. And I think yeah. that is so special because you are allowing women to have both, have it all, right? Because so many times we're like, oh, well, we don't have enough time to work out so we can't do it. Right. But your space kind of allows moms to be a mom, but also to take care of themselves as well. So I, that's what I totally. really appreciated about Thank your program. You. What do you say to women? I would imagine these are a lot more first-time moms. What do you say to someone that goes, I want to lose 20 pounds in the mm -hmm. next few weeks or in the next month? First of all, has anyone said that to you? I feel like I was one of them, but... <laughs> yeah, you were not. I mean, I get that. I get questions a lot about weight loss. And my answer is I try to reverse that mindset again. So it's like, you will lose weight. It's probably going to take some time. If you are doing all the right things and being patient and following it up with a nutritious eating program, but not de not depriving yourself and you're doing everything you can do the right way. Obviously the, the weight will come off in a realistic time. And when I mean realistically, it depends on if you are nursing um, and it depends on how much you're exercising, but given the average body, it takes you can lose one to two pounds safely a week. And obviously you see a dramatic weight loss once you've given birth and usually hovers, you know, 10 to 15 pounds above your pre-birth weight for a while, especially again, if you're nursing. Some women lose a lot of weight breastfeeding. I wasn't one of those people, unfortunately. Um, and I have a lot of clients that don't really have that kind of, uh, you know, relationship with their body, but that's okay. And I think that you just, it's a matter of 
feeling strong. It's a matter of feeling healthy. I mean, think about it too. Women are not sleeping generally when they have a newborn at home and sleep is such a huge part of weight loss because it has a lot to do with your blood sugar levels. And if you're not getting quality rest, you can't lose weight. And that's just a fact, you know, unfortunately. That's not true. To say you, yeah, not to say you can't lose some weight, but when you're going through stress and you're dealing with a newborn, you're not sleeping, it really takes time until that baby starts to sleep better and you start to sleep better till you start to see results. For me, I feel like it was at around my six month mark where I felt yeah. like I started to see some changes in my body, um, yeah. which felt faster, but then... Because my first, I think it took about a year, but then I think also I was a lot more stressed out with my first. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I have to agree. Stress and sleep is all interconnected. How about food? Do you um, suggest certain types of food to your clients after they've given birth or even during Mm -hmm. pregnancy while working out to obviously to help lose weight, but also to support kind of if they are breastfeeding as well? Absolutely. Well, I'm obviously a huge fan of plant-based eating, but I'm really an advocate of antioxidant, anti-inflammatory foods. That's a lot of your fruits and vegetables. That's all your whole foods, nuts, whole grains, etc. So eliminating processed foods as much as possible. You should do that anyways, but it's really important after you've given birth. You don't want all those additives and preservatives in your body. You want to drink a lot of water because you're losing a lot of water, especially if you're lactating. And again, eating frequently is really important. Eating small portions all day long or what we call grazing. And I think that's one of the number one mistakes I see new moms doing. And it's again, to be expected, but you're taking care of a baby and you don't realize maybe six, seven hours has gone by and you haven't eaten anything. And then you're hungry, your blood sugar's dropped. So you tend to perhaps binge or eat something that isn't as healthy. So I am definitely a big fan of increasing those anti-inflammatory foods because you have to imagine your body is going to be inflamed for some time, no matter what kind of birth you had. It's again, gone through this whole process. So there's going to be some inflammation and the better way to recover is to use plant-based foods that are going to be healthier for you and help bring down that inflammation for sure. Yeah, that's really important. I think food has a lot to do with, it's like tied mm-hmm. in with everything, right? For me, yes. um, because I am Korean, my mom had made me eat seaweed soup every single day. <laughs> oh, it's, wow. It's like a Korean confinement thing, which um, helps with like breast milk, but also it like nourishes the body and heals the body. Yeah, so that's amazing. I think, I think every culture kind of has like a different thing that they do. And, and you know, like the wraps, did you do the abdominal wraps? Is that part of the Korean culture as well? No, I have not, but I've heard about it and it sounds mm-hmm. amazing. That is one thing that I wish that I have uh, actually experienced. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that, that's another way to reduce inflammation externally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, having mm-hmm. So anything you can do to kind of reduce that inflammation internally and externally, like if you use 
I mean, obviously consult your doctor, but if you use some essential oils, you know, that you can put on your abdomen and gently wrap, don't bind very tightly, but use like a gentle postpartum brace. That again, will help with some of the inflammation as well. It is absorbed right into your body. So again, it helps from the inside out. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. And I agree with the seaweed that is so healthy. So good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Also, another question that I have is when do you recommend women to start working out again? Because I know a lot of women are anxious to get back into shape. Um, They love working out. How soon is too soon? And Mm -hmm. when is it safe to do so? Got it. So six weeks is the general rule of thumb, six weeks from the day you've given birth. Now, it used to be eight weeks if you had a C-section, but now the general consensus is around six weeks, as long as there's no bleeding and you've healed properly and you've had your doctor check you out. So doctor visits are typically about five, six weeks postpartum. As soon as the doctor checks you out, make sure that you're healed up properly. You can resume very gently baby steps back into fitness. And again, I would encourage women to maybe get checked by a pelvic floor physical therapist first, and then to find a program that's conducive for the postpartum body. And don't jump back into what you did again right away. So I would definitely recommend starting as close to six weeks postpartum as you can, as long as you feel up to it, because it will help you recover faster and feel better. The longer you wait, some people need to wait because they're not sleeping and they're anxious and who knows what else is going on. But the longer they wait, I also see things that they are causing more pelvic floor dysfunction because they're not stretching, they're not getting in the strength training, and they might be sitting a lot more dealing with an infant so their body hurts so it's really important to start getting yourself into a good rhythm plus it's good for you mentally as we've talked about and just to clarify when we say working out it doesn't mean like you have to go run a mile or you have to it's more of like stretching to as for starters right because when I first came into your session for postnatal I didn't really know what to expect because it was my first time working out with a trainer for postnatal fitness and it was really gentle. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I could do this, right? I was still (laughs) like out of breath because I was, you know, just getting back into it, but it was gentle. It wasn't aggressive. And that's kind of how you should approach it, right? Right. And I, and it's actually highly effective because you are starting to activate those small pelvic floor muscles again and your core muscles internally. So it takes a, all those little muscles and you really can feel it. And it's not just a super easy workout, but it is definitely a more mindful workout. Like I encourage women, and, and this is where, again, doctors unfortunately can be very general with their guidelines. Mm-hmm. So For example, you go in for your six-week checkup, and I'm sure you might have asked this question because every woman does. They're like, okay, can I get back to normal? And the doctor's like, yeah, you look great. Go do whatever you did prior to pregnancy. So women take that information and they're like, oh, great. I went to Barry's boot camp or I used to be a runner. And they go and they take a class or they go run and then their uterus falls out. I'm just kidding. It doesn't. (laughs) But but you have to be careful because again, you're rehabbing just like that shoulder surgery. You wouldn't go and try to play baseball right off of the top of after having your rotator cuff 
uh, repaired, you know, you would gently ease back into that. So again, even though a lot of us moms can be very type A and we want to get back to our pre-pregnant self and feel amazing, we have to slow our roll a little bit Mm -hmm. and recognize that this is a marathon and that we need to take the right steps to again, make sure that we are creating this long quality of life for ourselves. We're not going to do any damage that's going to last for a long time. Right. So I'm going to ask you a really kind of raw question. I love that. Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously your pelvic, what do you call that area? Is it just like, do I just say vagina? Like what, what is that area? So the pelvic floor muscles are lining the, bottom of your pelvis, uh-huh. then you have the v- vagina, you have the vag- vaginal canal, and then above the pelvic floor, you have your inner abdominal muscles that connect to your spine. So your vaginal canal, right? Obviously, everything has been stretched to the extreme. Mm-hmm. You just have given birth to a five, to, I don't know, sometimes 10 pound baby, right? And things are loose. Like it's just loose. And yeah. Sometimes it never goes back to what it was before, right? So with workouts, working out, does it help that? Does it help tighten that area up again? Yes, yes. And I'm going to tell you guys, don't don't listen to what kegels are. You know, we used to talk about kegels as a method of tightening up that area of your body. But actually, they did a study and found out most women are not doing kegels properly. They're only halfway contracting and not fully relaxing because no one teaches you how to do a kegel right. um, unless you go to a pelvic floor physical therapist who can guide you in that direction. But what I do is I help you learn how to strengthen the muscles all around your vagina and your pelvic floor so that they do become stronger. And when, you add, when you're strengthening even your upper leg area, your lower abdominal area, that whole area in your pelvic floor will change. It will get stronger. It's not about it being tighter. It's about it being stronger so you can fully contract and fully relax. If you have any pelvic pressure, like I was mentioning, or you really feel like things don't go back to normal after a prolonged period of time. And I would give yourself a good 12 to 24 months. And if you really, if you're leaking, if anything's going on, definitely get checked out by again, a doctor or PT, because perhaps there, there was an extreme tear Mm. or you had it, you had a very, uh, we have, we call them in numbers as far as degrees of tearing or degrees of episiotomy, if they actually cut you and those kind of issues, even scar tissue can build up. So over time, if you're not feeling like you're getting that full contraction and release, or you feel like things are just loose, definitely get checked out because that could be something left over from birth. Even if your baby's 20 years old and it never quite went back, definitely go through the process of learning how to strengthen those muscles. These are things that they don't tell you about giving birth or post birth. No. <laughs> no, it really is the. It, I love talking about this because you know, women. It's we've been silenced for so yeah. long when it comes to our bodies, and it's really important to know that we shouldn't be embarrassed, and that certain things that we go through, there are remedies to this. Yeah, and more women actually go through all of these things than not, but no one is really talking about it. So I'm glad that 
you know, we're trying to normalize this conversation and that you're just only human if you go through Hey, well, thank you so much for this. This was such an informative conversation. I'm sure that a lot of our viewers, our listeners and followers are just going to find so much, um, just like they're just going to have so much more knowledge going into this or even after giving birth. So Danielle, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm sure that they're going to want to know more about you. So where can they find you? Oh, thank you. Well, I have a studio in South Redondo, but we do things also virtually now. So I do virtual um, core, we call it core mom fitness classes. And we're about to start a new core mom fitness session next week. That's both virtual and in person. We're actually having a big holiday kickoff on Sunday. So you can find me. My website, coremomfitness.com, does overlap with my beachlifefitnessboutique.com website, which is my studio. And you can also find us on Instagram, Core Mom Fitness, or on Facebook at Core Mom Fitness as well. Thank you so much, Danielle. Um, I you. hope to see you soon. I'm going to stop by at some point. Please, I please, have not see had a proper workout in a very long time, so I'm going to come visit you very soon. So, time for self-care. Time yes. for self-care. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It really is the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more of us, head over to our Instagram and follow us there at Bumo Parent. And to learn more about Bumo Brain Virtual School, follow us at Bumo Brain or head over to BumoBrain.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.